Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26, or perhaps episode 25.5. We thought we had some time, so we'd do a little, I guess, extra episode um, off the schedule where we could talk about games two and three of the Stanley Cup final. Um, Today is Tuesday, June 21st, so last night was game three. Uh, But first, I guess we can jump into game two. Um, Not really a close one. <laughs> uh, Colorado ran with that one. Uh, what Destroyed them. Game two. Jesus, that's like an absolute bottle job by Tampa. They just just show. They just didn't show up. I think the Avalanche knew it right away, and then they ended up dominating one seven nothing. From one Vasilevsky looked normal. Oh. Well. Not normal. He did. He looked. He looked like he looked shit. Human. He looked human in that game. Yeah. He didn't look like his normal Stanley Cup final self. Still blinking, wide open eyes. Yeah, maybe it's because he was blinking. <laughs> All the goals though too were pretty. Like he didn't really have a lot of chances to stop a lot of them. Like he either made the first save and then it would just be in the back of the net so quickly that he has no chance. But. I think that the, uh, the lightning just weren't there. He had no, he had no support defensively, offensively. He had no chance, and Avalanche came out flying. How much else to really say about that game other than move on from it, which they did. It, it was just a, it was just one of those games where you just throw it away and worry about the next game. Just don't even talk about it. Which is crazy because they, I know they are the defending Stanley Cup champions, but like, oh, yeah, just throw a Stanley Cup game two away. Like, ah, whatever, just push it to the side. Let's move on to game three. Kind of ridiculous. I mean, they did. They just pushed it to the side and didn't <laughs> worry about it. Came back for game three. Yeah. And they're also in game two. Like, that was about as perfect a game as Colorado could have played. Like, they oh, yeah. Proved, or they showed how. Like we talked about it in the last episode, their firepower. Um, and it proved it. And even in game three, they're like they started off uh they're up one nothing first ten minutes of the game. And then, you know, Blaney came back and scored four unanswered in the third, but sorry, in the second, pardon me. Um I think the the Avalanche are fine. I think they're like going into game four. I think they should be okay. They just need to figure out who's going to be starting for goaltending because Darcy Kempert obviously didn't have a good start and didn't have a good game in game three. I think like Colorado's okay, but I think if I'm Tampa, I'm not super, super worried either. Like they proved their resiliency just like they did against Toronto and New York. They adjusted those gaps. I think they they kind of matched Colorado's speed a little bit. I I find it funny that you did you didn't say Florida because they just walked them. So <laughs> yeah, I can't use that one the example. Florida scored three goals in fucking <laughs> four games. Don't even talk about them. That's funny. I think Colorado plays at such a pace, like and they showed it in game two. Like they can play at such a high pace that I think it's hard to sustain that. For an entire game, let alone like a multi-game series, and I think Tampa has to capitalize on 
that, which they did in game three. Like, catch them when they're slow. Yeah, I think the... I think definitely found their feet in game three. Even in game one, they weren't as like the best team, obviously. I know they lost. The difference between two and three is massive, not just by scoreline, but also by um, the type of game the Lightning played. And obviously, yes, home ice plays. In fact. Huge. Always huge. They, they're now undefeated in their last eight at home, and the Avalanche are now seven and one the road they had an undefeated record going into game three no. obviously they didn't do it so kind of like the opposite of uh carolina where they're perfect at home the avalanche and we saw how that ended for the uh the hurricanes so you can't really base your opinions on records my opinion I just think the it's bullshit luck sometimes. Like, it's our home ice advantage. It works out like that. The team showed up. Both teams show up, then you actually have a good game. But if one team doesn't show up, then you have a game like game two. Well, that's where yeah. home, home ice advantage is so huge in the Stanley Cup final, especially when you're a team like Tampa, where they, th- they just absolutely thrive at home, like you said. They've got a. What are they undefeated at home this whole playoff or no? I don't know. They just the won, they've won eight. They've won eight in a row. Well, like eight in a row at home, like that's that's absolutely huge, especially in the Cup final when momentum is so huge. Like imagine if that seven nothing game, they were still in Colorado for the next game. Would they have come back and maybe won game three? Would they have had the same energy? I highly doubt that. So. I'd be very interested to see if, like, if it goes to Game Seven, like, what kind of Tampa team we see if, um, if they'll come out with the same energy, or if Colorado just shit kick them. If it's there's, a all new... that, there's all that talk of like, oh, they're running out of gas. I'm like, well, they haven't ran out of gas for two straight Stanley Cup runs. Yeah, literally. Then going all the way to a third straight Stanley Cup final. And yeah, it's okay if they lose a couple games in there, but if they take it to game seven and shut them down, like I said in the last one where it's you know, put one, three, one, and they're up by a goal, game seven, I think they'll be fine. And Braden, Braden Point doesn't seem like he's going to be he's doubtful, I think, for game four tomorrow. Yeah, he was he was a game time decision for last night, and then like I think two hours before the game, they said he wasn't going to play. If he, if he doesn't have to come back, don't bring him back. No. Clearly, they don't need him. Just, it just shows just you, too, like, maybe in the future, like, you might not actually need him, or... Well, and Kucherov left in Game 3 as well. Yeah, he left um, at the end. What did you think about that, uh... Or collision, or... I didn't agree with the penalty for cross-checking. He didn't really cross-check him. Like, we all, we've all we all played hockey, okay? And it's good, just like John Cooper said at the end when he was asked about it. Guys know what they're doing. Guys know what they're doing with their sticks. There are guys out there that just know what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. Um, he, uh, Taves dug his stick into his hip and then pushed down. And then Kucherov, or, yeah, Kucherov lost his 
balance or whatever, and then his knee kind of gave in. So I don't agree with the penalty call. I think I would have rather have seen like I don't know, like a roughing call. I don't really think you can call it cross checking because he didn't necessarily cross check him. But I definitely think it was intentional. Maybe not to hurt him, but to like push him to the ground, maybe. But I think if you interviewed Taves, he would say, oh, well, obviously I'm not trying to injure the guy. I'm just trying to get body position and blah, 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 blah. The typical bullshit answer. But I, I, I liked what John Cooper said. Like, he could have easily just come on and been like, oh, yeah, it's a bullshit play, blah, blah, blah. This is the Stanley Cup. The final, and you're trying, to, you're trying to injure our best player. But I think he answered it perfectly. He just said, oh, yeah, we, guys that play hockey, they know. They know how to get away with stuff. We all know. We all know what's going on. You just got him in the right spot. Yeah. The shoulder pads in between the ribs. Mm-hmm. Him down. It was just unfortunate that his knee, like, bent, it bent the wrong, it bent in a really awkward way. It was just unfortunate. But we'll I see. I don't see anything <laughs> malicious in that. No. He's, um, he's just trying to take the body and, like, yeah, maybe a little dirty with digging a stick into his, his side or his ribs, but... I mean, that that shit happens every game. Like, you look at guys battling in front of the net, you see all that shit. You see even goalies like trying to like whacking at the legs and all that. It's that's not that's nothing out of the ordinary. It was just it was just an unfortunate um, thing that happened after uh, when Kucherov was like bent the wrong way. But we'll we'll it's... see we'll see how that injury plays into game four. We'll see if he plays or if he's maybe like not one hundred percent. I mean, he's probably not 100% anyways. I don't think anybody is right now. But that goes back to when, was, is it Scott Mayfield? He cross-checked him in uh, the conference finals two years ago? The Islanders? It was a year ago. That sounds about right. Scott. Where he cross-checked him so hard in the exact same spot he kind of got taken down. No. He had to wear a flat jacket to protect himself from the cross-checks no. to try and play. Mm-hmm. This one's a little bit differently because it was his knee. So, I mean, it, it orig- the original contact was with almost around the same spot no. as as the cross check, but still, if you're gonna call the penalty, cross checking, he didn't really cross check him. No, he put his stick, his ribs. He didn't cross check him and push. He just pushed down. He didn't like actually cross check him. Again, the rules are so finicky and. Technical that we have no idea well, what what we're calling anymore. Well, and that I think that's one of those ones where it's a gray area. Like it could be three different penalties. To be honest, it could be cross checking, it could be roughing, it could also be unsportsmanlike conduct with him digging a stick in his ribs. But yeah. it, that's just I think that's just one of those gray areas where they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna call it cross checking because whatever. Hmm. Everyone so, will agree. No, just just take the two minute penalty. It's not like they were coming back at that point. So no. It was kind of a meaningless penalty, but you kind of got one of their best players out of the game for the rest of the game, at least. And like that mattered at that point. No, but but still, like <laughs> you might have stopped them from playing in game four, where you can take a three-one series lead. Possibly. Possibly. There's there's pros and cons to situations like that, but you got to just move on from it. But people like to hold on to it, especially fans. And be like, oh my god, that's the dirtiest play I've ever seen. I'm like, uh, good okay. one. It's like yeah, the dirtiest you're... play of this playoffs. 
Oh, not even close. Uh, speaking right. of injuries, Kadri expected to play either game four or five. Ooh. Hey. Ooh, that'll be interesting. He's going to unwrap it. He could def they could definitely use him, especially after that last game. I just wonder how... Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I wonder like, what kind of health he's in. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. Much, like, how, how effective is he going to be with one hand? Exactly. But I was so surprised when it said he was coming back. I'm like, he just had thumb surgery. How, like, did you... <laughs> just going to wrap it up? That fucking... That 10-day... The 10 <laughs> days off really helped. That's how... You know, when I get surgery on something, it definitely takes 10 days. No. Not weeks or months. They probably fucking inject him with so much stuff before the game so he doesn't feel a thing. And then afterward, he's like, oh, yeah. Bomb. Mangled. Yeah. If he does if he does play, like, say this game goes seven. Say he plays four, five, six, and seven. I guarantee it's going to come out afterwards. Like, oh, he requires more surgery because he absolutely <laughs> fucked it up. To amputate his, he has to amputate his thumb. Yes. <laughs> the other hand. I wouldn't go that far, but sure. <laughs> He's got. He'll become the first ever one-thumbed NHLer. <laughs> got to have a prosthetic. Yeah, at that point, I'd probably just retire. If I won a cup. I would just well, retire you, at that point. Well, if you, oh, fuck, if he wins the cup, and he's Maybe like, he's supporting oh. the cup like this the whole time. He'd be like, <laughs> I got no thumbs. We would have to hold up the back for him. No. I think I think I'm still sticking with Tampa just because I don't understand or I don't know what they're gonna do because they can win two games at home, they can go to Ball Arena, they lose, they go back home again, they win, and they go back to Ball Arena, they get a goal lead in Game Seven, and they win. Or they could just win four straight. They could do what they did against the Rangers. Yeah, they just win. They only need to win one road game and then win three home. That seems pretty doable for them. Everything seems fairly barely doable for them. So well, especially well, like like you said in the seven game scenario, if they go to game five and it's tied two two and they get an early lead, just fuck play one three one, play one three one the rest of the game. It's boring, but there's a reason why they won the last two cups. They know and how to the win. The fact that all of them are like shutouts, literally, <laughs> especially last fucking. It was so boring. Jesus. That was the most boring game five I've ever watched in my life. Well, I mean, they're gonna win a Stanley Cup on doing nothing. It, it was already predetermined in the first period that they were gonna win the Stanley Cup just because they scored one goal. And they were like praising McDonough the pass to Ross Colton, who's literally standing in the crease wide open. No. Yeah, you did it. The best. Wait, was it McDonough? I thought it was Savard. Either way, like... I swear it was Savard. But... I mean, Savard's pretty shit now. Because he's on a good. shitter of a fucking team. He played like shit, though, all year, though. Well, when you're on back. Montreal, you're going to play like shit regardless. And oh. your name's fucking Goal Caulfield. Also started off pretty bad. <laughs> and finished off with, like, 24 points in, like, the last, like, 10 games or whatever it was. No. I love oh. that people are like, oh... If Martin St. Louis was the coach the entire time, would McCarr be in the, or not McCarr, would uh, <laughs> Offield be in the running for the Calder? I'm like, eh. uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. But we'll get to the awards later. Um, we'll get to the awards in just a little bit, actually. Not too much later. No. Well, anyway, whatever. Um, do you guys expect Game 4 to go kind of like Game 3, or do you kind of expect Colorado to be like, whoa, if we win Game 4, we could win in five games at home. That'd be pretty cool. I would expect it to be more like Game 3 than Game 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would Honestly, I kind of expect it to be more like Game 1. Where it's like an overtime game or like a... That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, like a 4-3 or a 3-2 game, whether it's regulation or overtime. I don't think it'll be as bad as Game 2. I think that one was just... Tampa was just like... Fuck, we we just had a shitter of a game. We're not we're not gonna like we're not not that we're not gonna try, but we're not gonna like actually try to score and come back in this game. And then game three was like, hey, we're the defending Stanley Cup champs. Here we are. And then it was just and then also Vasilevsky, he looked unbelievable in game three. He made some unreal saves. He looked he looked like himself. He was like, oh yeah, game two, I sucked. Game three, I'm the best goalie in the world. Plus, in game two, Tampa only put up 16 shots. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I didn't... I watched the first period of game two, and then I had to I had to get back to work. But, um... <laughs> but I was on my break. Calm down. Um, but from what I saw in the highlights of the second and third, it just... Vasilevsky just did not look good at all he didn't look like his normal self and then all of a sudden game three was like holy shit where the hell has this guy been well not where has he been where was he in game two i, I agree it's gonna be i believe it's probably gonna be like a dog fight the first game on fourth before the series even started we all said what's the most important or what's the biggest like uh what's the biggest storyline of this series as it always is goaltending I mean, will be. Kim. I mean, Kemper did have a decent game too. Like, it's also easy when the opposing team only puts up like sixteen or seventeen shots. But you got to stop those shots too. Like, not all of them were just oh, right in my chest. I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna cover the puck. Now, some of them were decent saves. I remember a couple of them. They were pretty good. But all of a sudden, switch it over to game three, and Kemper does not have a good game at all. He let in so five goals on twenty two shots. Yeah, he let in some stinker goals. Like that first one on when the Sorelli goal, when he did the Kucherov, where he didn't even shoot the puck, he just slid it through five hole. That was a rough one. There's a couple other ones. There's a couple. At least Sorelli picks up the puck on that goal is so nice. Oh, the, like, that was that was sexy. The that skate so from nice. behind. Yeah, that was nice. Do you think they're gonna be able to sign him, or is he still signed for at least another year? Oh, we just went over this. So, I think, just quickly. I think it's next. I think it's next off season. That's that's when they have like a bunch of guys coming off. Well, not a bunch. They have a bunch of the important guys. Like um, here, I'll pull up right now. Oh yeah. So I think, and then the fact that Patrick Maroon had a goal and an assist. Oh, his goal was, his goal was nice. nice. His goal was nice. I remember that fucking back. It's a big old tug circle jerk session after it though. It's like, oh my god, Patrick Maroon's the best, and I'm like, oh god. Um. Sorelli signed through this season, and then he's an RFA next season. And then they also need to uh, sign Colton Ross, or Ross Colton, not. Uh, Ross. Yeah, Ross Colton. 
there's another one. Oh yeah, Sergachev and Chernak are RFAs as well. So yeah, that's all so, next year. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's in 2023, 2024, in 2023 off season. So it's not till next year. And Kalorn's a free agent too, but I would argue that they oh they they're, they're going from him. He's making four point four five. Yeah, they use that money for um Sorelli or Sergachev. Sorelli and Sergachev. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be an interesting off season. Well they also have a bunch of other guys. Like they have the older guys like Pierre Pierre Edward, Belmar, and Corey Perry off and then Do you remember at the beginning of the season, or maybe it was last off season? <clears throat> we could circle back to this and see how it aged, if it aged well or if it aged poorly. Um, but the take that Ben had about Tampa trading Stamkos. Do you remember that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Why did you? I don't remember saying that at all. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You don't. Yeah. Ah. Uh... And you can say a lot of things at the time, right? It's it's very easy to say a lot of things. And you realize that, well, at that point, he was basically a handicapped player. Like He wasn't playing. He showed up for a minute 19, scored a goal in the playoffs, in the Stanley Cup final, and then was injured again. And then they won the Stanley Cup. Right, so it's... And now he's healthy. And he's contributing. He's contributing. More than actually Kucherov and... Okay, don't say point. Was? He's he's injured. No, no, point was. Oh, was before. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna um, say you're. That's a bit of a low blow. Now, <laughs> now, like, like in the last, like, you know, two series where he hasn't been contributing because he's been injured. Um. Yeah, that's a bad take. Oh, well, I was just reminded wrong. of it when I was looking through their cap friendly. I was like, remember what uh, Ben suggested? <laughs> 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 I can't ben remember it. what they said that. Like why yeah. I said that? I think just yeah, maybe funny. because he wasn't. Yeah, it was because he wasn't really contributing, and he eats eight and a half million. And he's getting old and injury prone and all that. He's injury prone he's before. Only, he's only got well, two I years left. That. I'm just saying. After the contract has aged well. Mm. Yeah, and back once, to back he, cups. once that contract expires, I can't see him. He's going to be thirty four, thirty five. So like. He's not going to be looking for eight and a half million again. He's going to be Take the min. Maybe not the min, but probably like, like less than five. He, or, he, he hasn't been doing horrible. Like he's got 17 points in 20 games, he's got 10 goals in 20 games. Like he's doing pretty well. He's obviously not going to put up the same numbers as he has before, obviously injuries and age and all that, but he's still contributing pretty well. He's like, I don't want to say he's like where Crosby's at right now because Crosby's been a point per game player ever since he's come to the league, even with all his injuries and all that. But he's pretty much all at a point per game, just below. But yeah. he's, not gonna, he's not going to leave Tampa either. So, oh no, he's finishing his career with Tampa, hundred percent. Started him, end it. He's won. He's... he's won. He's won two cups. So it's not like he's cup chasing like you know Perry and fucking all those guys. Uh, the, the basically the rest of the team is cup chasing. He just doesn't really care anymore. No, he's just like ah, all right. He's also the I got you. leading getter for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I don't think he's gonna. No. I think he's gonna 
submit his legacy, cement it, not submit it. Cement. He could retire tomorrow and like nobody oh, he, would. Hall of Famer. Nobody not would even, blame him. Not even a question. Hall I think Famer, be, yeah. I think it'd be Hall of Famer, no question. Two cups. Captain he, to two to back to back cups. No. He got fifty. He scored fifty goals. Possibly back. It's sixty goals at one point. Sixty, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah 60, and fifty goals. Yeah. I, just a side note, I'm just looking at like the playoff point leader. I just wanted to see where Stamkos was at. I'm so pissed, and I'm, Dylan, you'll agree with me. I was so pissed that Evander Kane didn't score 15 goals to tie the record for most goals in a playoff. Like, <laughs> fucking run. Because he had, I saw the stat. It was like, oh yeah, he has like, I can't remember at the time how many goals he had before the Colorado series. I think he had like 11 or 12. He was, like, he was like, oh, he only needs three more goals to tie the record with so and so for most goals in a in like a playoff run. I'm like, that's that would be a fucking sick storyline. Nobody wanted him. San Jose told him to fuck off. Then he was in. Then teams were like, eh, do we want him? Like, I don't know if we want the storylines and like all the bad publicity and all that crap. And then Edmonton's just like. Yeah, sure. We'll take you. You'll, you'll help us win a cup. And he clearly did. I mean, scored 13 goals in 15 games, 17 points in those 15. Like, Jesus. I still remember when we were talking about it. We said it was either going to be a slam dunk home run or it's going to be the worst decision Ken Holland has made. And, well, not the worst. There's been others, but one of the worst decisions that Ken Holland's made as the GM of the Oilers. There's and, also talk of we in contact with him to play for Washington, but then obviously oh, he played, wanted to play with McDavid. That'd be scary. Uh, I don't know. So that's another one too. Is he going to re-sign with Edmonton, or is he going to be asking for? He can't. I, I don't know. We're going to see what the off season. We're the ask that I saw before, like eight, maybe a week or two ago, was that like yeah, seven million. And if he goes somewhere Edmund? else, he wants like eight. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's a little. He needs money. He needs to pay off his debts. <laughs> I don't give a shit how much money he needs, motherfucker. He doesn't. He, no, not after one half regular season and then a really, really good playoff run where you're literally playing with two of the top five best players in the world. He that would be a huge overpayment if some team paid him seven or eight million dollars. Are, are we are we really shocked that the NHL would overpay somebody like that? No. Look at fucking Jeff Skinner after. One good year. Yeah. Look at anyone after one good Buffalo. year. Buffalo. Look at anybody Fucking... on Buffalo. No offense, Dylan, but look at Darnell Nurse. I'm sorry to say. It. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good. That one. contract was signed at the worst time. Like he yeah, it was. The... He was afraid. I think that the price of defenseman was just going to keep climbing, and so he settled at nine and a half million. Which I think if he had waited a year, realized or that he's if only he waited five? maybe to halfway through the season. No, you probably could have got like. Darnell Nurse, is, Darnell Nurse is overpaid, but it's he's only overpaid by maybe a mil, a mil, one point yeah. five maybe. If he, I think if they waited another year and he had a similar year to this year, I guess they could have they could have got like eight or eight and a half, maybe, and it wouldn't have looked so bad. But, but I mean, you could argue he doesn't have the worst contract of defensemen that are making nine million. I mean, Seth Jones, he's making nine and a half. Yikes! That's a that's a rough one, but. So Evander Kane. So if I am looking to resign Evander Kane, like to me, the perfect contract would be like three years, five point five. 
something like that. Do you think he? Would I don't take... think that would happen. No. I was gonna say, do you think he would take that, or do you think if some team I think was he like wants big oh. term, and I think he wants big money because he wants he wants a guaranteed payout over the course of six or seven years. Team, do you think a team would really commit like four to five years at eight million or seven million? If I know teams are desperate, like there's obviously teams out there that would pay him that, but like I don't it know. It has to be That's... the right culture. You're telling me. Oh yeah, like he played forty three games for the Oilers this year. He had thirty nine points. Yeah, but that's only forty three games. What's he it like? Had, he had twenty two goals and seventeen assists. And over twenty saying, goals in forty three games. I'm just saying, what's it gonna be like in a full season? There's a reason why fucking this is irrelevant. I'm just saying. There's, it's just like the with the Canucks. Obviously, you gotta bring it back to the Canucks as a Canucks fan, but they didn't. They didn't. Uh, extend Boudreaux because they were like, oh, you only coached basically three quarters of the season. Well, Jim Jim Rutherford's a senile old bitch. He's a fucking... Hey, we got Andre Kuzmenko, though. Oh, yeah. I, I heard the whole Edmonton Canucks crap going on, too. Oh, I didn't pay attention to all that crap. I'm First of all, I never heard of this kid before... Or kid, he's 26. I thought he was younger <laughs> than that. I didn't. I didn't hear about this guy before. It says he's undrafted. He played in the KHL for all of his career so far. He didn't have a great. He didn't have great seasons until like the last two seasons, where I think he scored. Ooh, I think it was forty. He had like fifty something points, I think. Oh yeah, it was. It was like fifty three points in like forty seven games or forty six yeah. games over a point per game player. I'm like, okay, that's fair. And now I see what. Now I see the hype. Like I've seen him. Seen a couple of highlights. I'm like, holy shit, yeah, this guy looks pretty good. No, okay, yeah, couldn't, yeah, Jim, get it done, get it done, buddy, get it done, get her done. So Evander Kane, obviously, we're gonna find out. Like if I'm the Oilers, I don't know. Like you, you obviously want to resign him because the the production was there. Like he proved it. But it was, I think they only have seven cost? million, seven million to work with, and they yep. have to bring back a goalie. Seven point one. They got to, I want them to resign Brett Kulak. I think he was a great fit. And then um, Yamamoto, McLeod, they both need contracts. Puli Yarvi is kind of on the fence whether he gets one or if he's a trade piece. I think he's the biggest candidate to get an offer sheet, to be honest. And depending on what it is, I think that I would take it. Like oh, if, yeah. If you can get an offer sheet for a, a first or something, then. Well, especially if a team offers him like a seven or eight year contract at like five mil, like isn't isn't like between four and five million like a first and a third or something? Yeah, something like it's, that. It's something like that. I know they or just maybe came out with the team kind of looks at him like uh, Carolina looked at Kagetniemi, where they kind of paid him out huge for just the one year, and then and signed they, him to a lesser contract, yeah, two point two. More affordable contract oh, over a longer term lead. That's so funny. Good idea. Great idea. Yeah, there's some work to be done in Edmonton, and I think it all kind of depends right now on the status of Duck and Keith and Mike Smith. If you can, if they can both retire, that's uh, 7.7 million, I think, that cleared up. Yeah, about that. Duncan Keith making 5.5 and Smith is 2.2. I will say, when there was a situation that everybody talked about with the cap recapture thing, where if Duncan Keith retired a year early, the Oilers would get like a 
I forget what it was. It was like a seven million dollar or six million dollar bonus, basically on cap of like free money, mm. and the Blackhawks would be penalized like eight million. And then of <laughs> course the NHL comes out as like the clock is ticking on this and says, yeah, yeah, no, we won't honor that. That like, don't worry about it. But this is the same NHL that like, and I'm not like, oh, boohoo, poor Oilers, the team that has how many first overall picks, but like. They got screwed a few years ago with that stupid rule where if you rehire a staff member that got fired from another from another team, you got to pay a draft pick. So they lost yeah, a second was, and a third. Shit. Yeah, they lost a second round pick and a third round pick when they hired Shirelli and um, uh, what's his name? Todd McClellan. Mm. So like, I don't know, to get kind of boned like that. And then they got kind of boned, I think, with the whole James Neal trade when um, <laughs> there was a rule. Yeah, there's a stipulation in that trade where if he hit a certain goal total, then they wouldn't have to pay a third, or they would pay a third-round pick to Calgary. He didn't hit the goal total. This is in the COVID year. But they were like, oh, no, we'll, we'll prorate his goal scoring over the 60-odd games or whatever. It's like, okay, which rules are we going to follow and which rules are we <laughs> not going to follow? Like. Uh, I'm so excited for this offseason. This offseason is going to be great. Yeah, the Oilers are kind of... I don't want to say they're screwed for money, but they're kind of screwed for money. They're going to have to sign some guys like the Kyle Turrises and the Derek Broussards to like league minimum contracts. Like the fucking Jason, the Jason Spezza type deals. Yeah. No. Overage ones? Yeah. I was hoping that Getzlaff wouldn't retire and they could kind of talk him into like a one year contract. Or you trade Leon for uh, Joe Valino, a first oh, round. Right. Joey Oh, for uh, fuck's sake. Tara Horose and... Horonic. Sorry, Horonic. Not even Tara Horose. Um, and Sam Gagne. No, not Sam Gagne. It was freaking, freaking <laughs> Verana. Yeah, Verana. I mean, Verana's a good part of that deal, but there needs to be a lot more than it's that. It's not... You gotta give, like, again, we're gonna say, like, six first overall picks. Give me all your picks for the next six years. Yeah, do the fucking overhaul of your whole first round pick. Like, you need to give up at least four or th- four or five, and then side Yeah, give me Raymond. four first round picks, two second rounders, or three second rounders, and Mo, and Mo Cider. Mo Cider, and then I'll be happy. And then if they clap back with, oh, we don't want to give up those second round picks, those second round picks are really important. Oh, give me so, okay, yeah, fine, like, like fine, Dylan said last us, time, Sebastian Cosa. I always say it. Or give us a Lucas fucking Raymond. Yeah. My favorite part of that was, I forget which player it was, but they were like, oh, he, he's expendable. We can replace him in the draft or free agency or something. It's <laughs> oh, like, that, was, that was Ronick. <laughs> why would we want him then? <laughs> yeah. That was the point. God. Yeah, because, you know, Edmonton struggles with depth. Yeah. Team struggles with depth, except for the ones that are in the Stanley Cup final. Fucking, they literally had the the reason why they made it to the Western Conference final was because of depth. Okay, like yes, McDavid led all fucking playoff scores with like thirty four points or whatever, thirty three points in sixteen games, and then Drysdale thirty two and sixteen. But there were some games where they had stinkers, and it was up to the Zach Hyman's and uh, Evander Kane's and 
Eric Brassard, for God's Eric sake. Broussard. Derek Brassard never played in the playoffs. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying those guys, like those types of guys. Alderis didn't play because there was no shootouts involved in the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hey, fuck you. That's the only reason why the fucking Oilers won a shootout against the Canucks. That's what I'm saying. Fucking, so he can't play. Demko stopped fucking McDavid, Dry Seidel, Kane, and all of a sudden Kyle Turris comes up and I'm like, oh fucking hell. So speaking of the Oilers, they extended Jay Woodcroft today. To a three-year contract. What a fucking segue. What a segue. <laughs> I'm stoked on that. Like, I've never been, like, this excited for a coach in Edmonton. Probably <laughs> ever. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> I mean, that's a very fair thing to say. I mean, you guys just went to the Western Conference Final, and you hadn't been there since when? I don't even remember. When was I finished in the Western Conference Final? Oh, six. It's been almost oh great, I gotta do math. Oh, like uh, Twenty five coaches ago. A decade and a half since you made it to the West Bronze final. Sixteen years. Yeah. I am interested to see um what happens with Glenn Gulletson because I guess there was a rumor that, that Woodcroft was interested in coming back, but he wanted to have his own staff. Mm. Um so he'd keep Dave Manson and then the rest of the staff would kind of be his guys and Gulletson was one guy who survived the Tippett firing um, and he's kind of been like power play guy I think hmm. so it'll be interesting if he gets retained or if he's let go another, another coach out there that can be picked up by another team yeah like we're running out of teams to uh, to get new coaches no, especially when Dallas just signed Pete DeBoer. Yeah. Boring team oh. signs boring coach. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, his, uh, his his contracts expected to be four years. It's worth north of sixteen million dollars. Yeah, I think it was four years and like just over four million a year. I think it was a similar to the Tortorella contract. Tortorella. Fucking ridiculous! Like you, do, you just poured kerosene on a dumpster fire. Like, are you fucking stupid hiring that guy? Like, Jesus Christ! Can't I still can't believe that? I still want to know where Barry Trotz is going. I think Barry Trotz now is the only the only place he can go is Winnipeg. And I think that'll be awesome. I read that uh, the Red Wings are keeping an eye on him too. Oh, that I could see him being interested in the Red Wings too. I mean, they got a great GM who does these fucking savvy moves. And no draft good. Yeah, they draft amazing. They sign amazing. Clearly, they fucking stole. Uh, or no, it wasn't a sign. That was a trade. I was gonna say the Nadelkovic thing. <laughs> I still can't yeah. believe that. It's fucking Carolina. Like, yes, it did work out with Freddie Anderson, but then he got injured in the playoffs. So like, he disappeared. Congratulations. You, he literally you disappeared. Made, he played all regular the, season, won a trophy, won a Williams Jennings uh, trophy, and then just disappeared. Yeah. Welcome and to then, the Freddie Anderson. Yeah, welcome to the Freddie Anderson train. At least didn't freaking keep him. Almost like flaking out. It's like, ah, I don't want to play in the playoffs. Ranta, you go uh, ahead. I know, I know you're injury prone, Ranta, but like, I don't, don't want to play. Your groin is literally like a million pieces. 
I really don't want to play against your Stark, and that guy scares me. Fuck off. Last thing Tonight? about the, the sorry, I'm last sorry. thing about the Tampa and Colorado series. Who's gonna be in net for Game Four? So no, Kemper. no, they'll Kemper. go back to Kemper again. They need to go with Kemper. They if don't want to do like what they did in Edmonton, oh, where yeah. they he gets a shutout in Game Four, no. Game Three. Edmonton is di- no offense, Dylan. Edmonton is different from fucking Tampa. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're not just like, oh yeah, let's just throw in our fucking right-handed catching backup fucking goalie against one of the best fucking teams of this last fucking decade. No, thank you. Like, no, you go back with Camper, and then if he has a shitter, you put him in game five. You put Francois in game five at home, where he's not going to get absolutely shit on by the fans. That's what I would do. They love and him. Then it's a whole new series because then it's a three-game series. So then, if Frenzos has a shitter of a game five, then you throw in Kemper for game five, or game six, and then you go from there. If you lose, too bad. Should have gotten better goaltending. You should have done something to trade online. Should have traded for Flurry. Should have got better goaltending. You should have traded for Flurry. Yeah, because look where he is. After they paid a first and something Dubai. else for Kemper in the offseason. <laughs> well, that sucks. They should have picked a better goalie when they fucking were in the offseason. Kemper is not. I don't, know if, I don't know if Flurry's better than. Oh, don't you fucking dare say this Flurry's Kemper is Jesus. If he's gonna, you think he's going to beat Vasilevsky? I highly doubt it. I think he has a better chance than Kemper. <sighs> I think Flurry has a better chance of stealing games than Kemper does. I think we can all agree to that. Avalanche shouldn't have to steal games. Well, then tell him to wake the fuck up and score on the best goalie of our <laughs> fucking generation. Jesus. Yes, they put seven on him in game four, or not game four, game two. Four, but, wow. Oh, that'd be so funny if they score seven again in game four. But yeah, I fucking told you, you fucks. Um, no, they, like, yes, they put I, seven I, on him, and they, but fucking Tampa only had 17 shots, so can you really blame Andre Vasilevsky? I don't think so. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that I, I think that it could go back. I think that he hasn't made the decision yet on who he actually wants to go with. I think it could be either. I'm just saying I would go with Kemper just because he's been your starter all year. Like, yes, he was injured for a little bit of the of the Edmonton series, but and Francois came in, did his job. He he's he shut the Oilers down and Colorado. Scored more goals than Edmonton did. That's pretty much how it went. Except for that shutout game where they won four nothing. That was a great game. But I don't think I don't think it'll be like what you think it's gonna be like when I know Canucks whether this is relevant when Demko came in for Markstrom in the bubble playoffs. I don't think it'll be like that. Do you think Francois is gonna come in and only allow two goals in three games on like I don't remember how many shots it was like 120 shots or something and only allow one player to score on you? Fucking Shea Theodore, you dickhole. I don't think Francois can come in and do that, especially because he's a career backup, and like, yes, he can come in and do what he did against Edmonton, because Edmonton is Edmonton and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a whole different monster. And I just, I, I would just go with the guy that's, that you've, like, that, like you said, you paid a first and whatever to get him, and then you signed him, or no, they didn't sign him. Did they sign him or they just trade him? No, I just traded for him. 
Yeah, they traded for him. So, you, but you still gave up a first, and then whatever they added on for it, and then, like, what kind of confidence would that give Kemper? If like, oh, I just had one shitter of a game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, what does that show me about the team and how much faith they have in me? I would just give Kemper game four, and then if they lose, okay, it's a three-game series. Franco's, you get game five, and then we'll we'll go from there. I think you, if you're Colorado, you kind of had to figure after losing seven nothing, they had to come back and just have a really good game three at home. Like you just had to figure that it was going to be an absolute shooting gallery for the Lightning. You just had to figure that. Oh yeah, they poked the bear. Exactly, poked the bear, and the bear yeah. fucking killed them. Well, they didn't kill. They killed them for that game, but not the series. I, they yeah, beat them. Yeah, they beat the shit out of them. So, do you want to go to the awards now? Yeah, so we're not going to do the dumbass this week. Um, But I thought the NHL awards are tonight, so we could just kind of like rapid fire through each of the ones that they're announcing tonight. So they've, I guess, kind of trimmed the fat on the NHL awards, which is kind of nice. But now the actual award show is only the ones you care about. Yeah, the major ones. Yeah. So, if you guys want to just go one by one, we can just quickly give our pick and maybe a quick reason why. I think we're all going to have the same opinion except for one, clearly. Yeah. Fucking Ben. I would expect so, too. Maybe we could start with that one. The Calder Trophy. Uh, finalists are Michael Bunting, Trevor Zegers, Mo Sider. Okay, if you pick Bunting, you're actually fucking stupid. I'm just saying. No offense. But... It's okay. Mo Sider deserves it, okay? He was like on a... Michael Bundy played with fucking Matthews it. and Marner. They all deserve he, of it. Of course he's going to fucking be there. All, they all deserve it. I think Mosider deserves it more than, than Bunting. I don't care. I agree, too. I think Mosider led as a rookie. Um, oh, 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 one second. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> as a rookie, as a rookie right? Mosider. Yeah, can I, like, get on yeah. with it? Yeah. He commanded the back end of a Detroit team that really had nothing. That was dog there. shit. Um, and he looked like a veteran out there. The way he throws the body, oh. the way he moves the puck, the way he skates. He looked so He doesn't good. look like a rookie defenseman. He looks like a guy who's been around for a decade. Yeah, he um, looks like a guy that knows what he's doing in the NHL, which is saying something because he's a rookie. And he looks like a guy, I think, who in 10 years, we're going to look at as the next... I don't Kale know. McCarr. <laughs> I'd say Kale McCarr, but I think he's a different type of defenseman. Oh, yeah. He's, he's more he's in like, that, like, headman. He, yeah, I was going to say, he's like headman. The big guy um, that that throws the body, puts up points, great defensively. He reminds me a lot of other former Detroit Red Wing defensemen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a mixture between that, Cronwall uh, and Lidstrom. He does have the Cronwall oh, yeah. kind of vibe to him. And what I'm so why does Michael is like, Bunting not, deserve it over? I'm not picking Michael Bunting, I'm picking Mo Sider. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when you said as a rookie, and everybody goes, oh, because he's 26 years old, he's not a rookie, blah, 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 no, blah. I wasn't like, making that point. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't going to make that point either. I was just gonna, <laughs> I'm just saying. To come in, especially, I think as a defenseman, it's almost, it's harder mm. as a, it's harder as a defenseman being a rookie. Because there are games where, 
you just get the absolute shit kicked out of you with these with dumps and chases, and you get the body laid on you. But most fighters, it's like, no, I do the hitting, not you. Some of the reverse hits that he did this year was like, that was Mo Sider? Holy crap. There's, I, I there's, there's one game where he literally just pushed people over. No. He's just pushing people. And they were just flying. And that's uh, a unanimous pick. Wait. I'm actually really surprised that Lucas Raymond didn't get there well. But I mean, Zegers is also a good secondary or tertiary pick. Zegers is a good one. Um, I understand why Michael Bunting's in there, and people can say whatever they want. He played with Matthews, so I'm like, well, that's whatever. Garner. I definitely going to pick Mo Sider as well. He's just the best all-round rookie that we have, especially as a defenseman, like you guys were saying. Oh. 50 points and 23 minutes time on ice as a 21-year-old. I'm surprised he's not out there more. He should be out there more. Maybe we can move on to the next one. I was gonna yeah. say maybe the maybe the Red Wings would have won some more games if he was on the ice more. So the next one we'll do the Norris finalist: Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Kale McCarr. It's Roman Yossi. I'm just saying he led his team in points. And how many defensemen in the NHL can say that they did that this year? I don't think any. I don't think any of them other than Yossi. He was by far their best player. You can maybe make a case for. Duchesne or Soros before he got hurt, but Roman Yossi was literally the only reason, or one of the only reasons why the Predators had a chance at the playoffs. Because they got bounced in the first round. No shit. They didn't have their starting goalie, and you had to rely on David Reddick, and then oh, I always forget their backup. Who's their buttons? No. Oh, sorry. Connor Ingram. Ingram. That's right. Yeah. He, which, fuck, he could have stole the one game or went to OT. I think it was game three or two. But Roman Yossi had 96, I think it was 96 points. I had it here. Damn it. I think he had 96 in 80. And then, like, I, okay. Kevin McCarr is going to be in the conversation for the Norris pretty much every year from now on. He was, like, well, let's compare them. So Yossi had 96 points in 80 games, so 23 goals, 73 assists. And then McCarr had 86 points in 77 games, 28 goals, 58 assists. Like, Yossi scored five less, but put up 15 more assists. They had pretty much similar time on ice, 25 and a half to 20. Uh, Yossi had 25 and a half, and McCarr had 25-40. That's pretty similar. I still really think that they need to change the Norris and change it to offense and defense. Because if it was strictly offense, even this year, I still think Yossi would win it just because he had more points. Like, yes, he played three more games, but do you really think McCarthy would get 10 more points in three games? Possibly. Possibility. Um, I don't think Victor Hedman is in this at all. Like he has eighty five points in eighty two, he had twenty goals, sixty five assists, very similar. Just ridiculous because he has eighty five points and he's That's also still solid. an unbelievable. And you're just piece. like, oh, yeah. whatever. But it's these two. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just unfortunate that the other two had that much better seasons. But I think people like I see people like the polls on Instagram all the time, where it's like, oh, 
the NHL awards are tonight. Who should win the co- or the not the Calder, the Norris? Everyone is picking Makar, and I think it's just because he's having a great playoffs. But they're forgetting that Yossi had such a fucking phenomenal um, regular season, which this is a regular season award. It's not a regular season and playoff. I just think a defense. And these are voted on before the playoffs. So yeah, this is regular season. Yeah, it's regular season. That's why I'm picking Yossi. Because he almost had 100 points as a defenseman. Yes, the majority of them are assists, but... Like, who I scored? could see... I'm... Sorry. Go oh, either way. I was going to say... Like, I was going to sure... say... <laughs> For fuck's sake. Okay, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure Makar the most goals point. with uh, 28. And he, he did have the most goals with 28. Yossi was only five goals behind him. And he had 15 more assists on a considerably worse Predators team compared to the Avalanche. I'm just saying, I would pick Yossi just because I feel like he had the more, the better regular season and obviously more points, more assists, five less goals on a shittier team. I think it should be Yossi. I'll go ahead. Like, I think, uh, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if Yossi wins it as like a legacy pick, kind of like Flurry winning the Vesna mm-hmm. last year, where it's like. Oh. It's sympathy. No, he led no, like you kind of made points. the same point. You you kind of made the same point where, like, Makar's only twenty three. He's gonna have at least ten more opportunities at this. He doesn't win all ten. <clears throat> well, and like, he he's also, gonna win. He also was not the best defenseman this year in terms of points. And wait, it's false. In terms of oh, points. oh, here we go. Is the best defenseman. In the playoffs. This isn't a playoff award. Second best in the NHL. This the is not a season. playoff. This isn't a playoff standards. award. Maybe we got to start having the conversation of why the hell doesn't it include the playoffs. Because the playoffs, they have the con Smythe. If you make it to the cup final, there you go. You have to make it to the cup final. That's the difference. Well, are you going to give fucking McDavid the fucking con Smythe because he had 36 points or whatever? That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. He didn't make That's it to the cup final. He the walks cup. out onto the red carpet. Like, hello, hello. Do you know, could you re- could you imagine how pissed off he'd be walking out there and be like, oh, I didn't make it to the cup. I get an award bill. Uh, yeah, I can just picture his face right now. It's all over memes. So, no. So, I'm saying if you're going to have just regular season awards, and yeah, I guess Roman Yossi is the best because of points. I'm necessarily contributing to his team because I know he is also nominated for the heart. He should be. He led he his actually... team in points as a defenseman. Yeah, that just shows you how who, shit of a team he had. Who, <laughs> who does that? Did Kale McCarr do that? No. Yeah, Kale McCarr tried his damn darndest to do that. Well, this was also the first season where he played more than, I think, 65 games, which is another reason why he didn't win it in like last year or year before. So my point is, I, I still think Cal McCarr is going to win it. I, I will always say Cal McCarr is going to win it just because he's always there. He can and fucking win it next year when Yossi sucks, okay? There you go. Because, yeah, yeah Yossi's going to suck next year. He's just going to take the year off after saying. the Norris. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Is that yeah. I'm not saying to he's going to suck. I'm just saying. Fucking I think they give it to Yossi because they're like, he's, oh, he's 31, he's 32, whatever. How many more opportunities does he have? Let's he was also the, the best exactly. defenseman in the regular season. 
Any of those points were on the power play. You're saying that he's he's on a god awful team. Then how the hell did he get 73 assists, which led all defensemen? Those were secondary. Who's he? Who's he fucking passing to? Matt Duchesne. Who did he had a, a career year? Yeah, he had a great year. I'm I'm just saying that's the only player. Kale McCarr has fucking Landeskog, McKinnon. He had Kadri, who had a career year. Fucking, he's got Rantanen. He's got all of these guys. And Yossi's got Duchesne and who else? Mark Johansson, who was not very good this year. And then he had, uh, who was a rookie? Oh, I always forget him. Okay, well, if you were to switch them quickly, if you were to put McCarr oh, on if you Nashville and you were to put... Yossi would have over 100 points. But yeah. I think McCarr would still have 80 points, 80-ish plus points. But would he have 96 like Yossi had? Possibly. Yeah, but then you're like, you're, you're grasp like, you're, what's the, what's the, what's the term? Like, <laughs> like, we're fighting over like this little <laughs> minute amount. It's I'm 10 points. I just think Yossi deserves it more because he was on a significantly worse team and he put up more points than a guy who is on one of the best teams in the NHL who should be getting more points. You're talking about secondary assists? Think about McCarr passing to Landis Cog and then to McKinnon or Kadri to Landis Cog or whatever the fuck the sequence would be. Don't you think he would get more secondary assists based off of the players that he plays with? I think so. That's why I think when whoever said if they switch teams, Yossi would have a lot more points, and McCarr would probably have the same amount that he has on Colorado, like around 86 to 90. Yossi is on a significantly worse team, and he's putting up 96 points. I think that I think that definitely deserves it more than McCarr. I'm just saying. We'll find out, won't we? If they fucking vote for McCarr, I'm going to be so Who cares? <laughs> he doesn't deserve it this year. Yes, he does deserve it. You can't say he doesn't no, deserve he does. it. You literally Listen, said, oh, yeah, but most Sider definitely deserves it. Like, they all deserve it. Not as much as Yossi, oh though. God. Like, you Michael Bunting like, deserves like, like it. Said, but not as scale. much as fucking Cider. Oh Are you kidding me? All right, so the Vesna, the Sorry, <laughs> Jakob Markstrom, UC Soros, <laughs> Igor. I think everybody Igor, knows who wins. Don Durkin. Just Durkin, not even close. Igor, yeah. And then the Hart. Matthews. 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 But does he deserve it more than McDavid because McDavid has a significantly worse team because oh, he's in the playoffs? In, <laughs> in the playoffs, the fucking McDavid went farther than Matthews. Oh no, actually McDavid does. Fuck you. <laughs> no, Matthews deserves because it's a fucking regular season award. McDavid That's had only twenty-three points, <laughs> and they finished third. <laughs> For the Leafs, didn't the Leafs finish second? I don't even know anymore. It doesn't matter. So it means I nothing. Thought the... <laughs> really means I thought that nothing. was the fucking whole reason why. Because Boston dropped down, and then Tampa Bay went up to third, and then Toronto to play Tampa yeah. because and they, yeah, yeah. So and... go fuck yourself. And look where they are now. Yeah, they went up against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs with the fucking best goalie in the league. I'm not saying this regular season because obviously that was just Durkin, but overall the best goalie in the league clearly because. Vasily like Beach Sturkin in the in the, top, in the playoffs. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it's just so funny. It's so funny that we're literally like bitching about <laughs> a defenseman. <laughs> and it's the same thing for Hart. He but it's really not. More assists. 
I don't care that they're secondary assists. They led to a fucking goal. I don't care if they're secondary. He's going off for a line change. Oh, I touched that puck. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went off my shin pad, and it just bounced over to fucking Matt Duchesne, who passed it to Ryan Johansson. He scored. I looked up their power play points, and they're pretty similar as well. So, like, you'll see at 39 power, power play points, and then Makar had 34. There you go. What do you mean? There you go. Like, Which you can argue <laughs> that Makar should have more because he's playing with significantly better players. Doesn't matter. Kad- though. It's the luck of the draw of Kadri actually scoring the power play. Which they, which I mean, if you're Colorado, you should score every fucking power play with those. I'm not. I'm not being yeah, serious. It's, but like, it's the difference of watching Makar play. Him dipsy doodling at the point and somehow keeping the puck in and then just absolutely scoring on. And so you're picking those the flashier play rather than the boring. Yeah, because that's what the point of the ho- of NHL is. Is because we're really stuck in the the Get shittiness of, of hockey. You're gone. You're gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. You're gone. Your um. Your opinion doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, your opinion <laughs> matters too. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, Nick, I understand your points, but it's like, oh, do we really want to be? That's why Trevor Zegers got nominated. Because he's flashing, all he does yippee, is freaking. Yippee Kaye, the guy can do a fucking Michigan. Did it four times and scored four times. That's great. Sidney Crosby did it back in 04 when he was a junior player. So, I, it's whatever. We'll find out in literally like the next 15 minutes. Four? No. Wins. Um, I assume they're probably going to start with a call there. Um, they generally do. They leave so, like the fucking. They leave like the heart for like the last one, and then like the very ah. sex. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were saving that because I just really wanted to yell at Nick, and he wanted to yell at me. So, a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can have different opinions on who's gonna win. Well, <laughs> everyone's gonna have. Everybody's gonna have different opinions. Mine's better. Shut up, fucking. <laughs> hey, I fucking agree with you. The Dude, what's your opinion the on the on on the Norris? Since we just decided to yell at each other. <laughs> I don't even think I finished my point. I was saying like I, I don't think, think so either. I, I think Yossi will get the legacy pick, but I would pick Makar. Just I think the electricity matters. Um, yeah. Yossi had a great year, but there's something I think that is more game-breaking and game-changing about Makar than... Um, hey, for the love of God, did you see his goal against Chicago when he made Kirby Doc look like a pylon? They're playing one of the worst teams. Still made him look like a pylon. NHL hockey players. They're fucking some of those and guys roofed it on be. freaking Flurry. Oh, yeah, the guy who's going to carry the Colorado Avalanche to the finals. Oh, winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, okay. For the yes. record, I never said that he would carry him. I'm just saying he would steal more games than fucking Darcy Kemper, which Again, I think... you don't need to steal games. Yes, you fucking But if you do. have a team with McKinnon, Brandon, like you said, you don't need to they're steal them. You to need fuck, to be in them. not going to be able to score seven goals every fucking game. This isn't, the fuck, this isn't the 80s where the Oilers had like a fucking six goals against average, but they scored eight. That uh, that that graphic that you sent us like a while ago now was hilarious. Mm. 
the highest scoring games and yeah, whatever. That was hilarious. Like, what was it? Three or four of them were in one. It's in the series. same series, yeah. yeah. Fucking Oilers versus Chicago or something. Yeah. Like eleven <laughs> to seven and ten to <laughs> nine or something. I'm like, holy shit! I got a. Was there any goalies even cool. in the net? They just just not like they, they had played to six. Posts? They they played six on six. That's they all did posts. They did posts and crossbars. God, I hated doing that whenever we didn't have a goalie practice. Oh, that was terrible. so boring. Oh, I think, I'm, the, I think I'm done. It hit the crossbar. No, <laughs> it done. hit the bat. It hit the middle bar. You're stupid. Oh, fuck. Dylan, what, what were your picks for the Vesna and Hart? <laughs> for Vesna, he picked Shore and Yeah. Yeah. It's true, though, that Connor with David, yeah, he had 123 points in the regular season. Which I was just being facetious. Stupid. <laughs> 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 The UFC thing. No, Matthews had a great year. Like, 60 goals is incredible. You don't see it often. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Um, like, I think... Uh, this is a very high-scoring year. I think Mick David, like... <laughs> him putting up 123 points is, like... Almost casual. Year for him. Like... Yeah, it's <laughs> Why isn't it 140? Yeah, like, why yeah. isn't it... Uh, why didn't you get 156 games like you did last year? Exactly. So, like, what the hell are you even saying? You're so stupid. So, yeah, we'll see tonight how <laughs> how these <laughs> awards shake out. Um, oh, I didn't even I know Anzi. Anzi got the Messier Leadership Award. He got the cookie. We're gonna have to wrap it up because I gotta go. But, right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess the next time we do this, the first round or the. The cup first final round. will probably be over. So. First round, most likely. Yeah. Uh, I think our picks are pretty well in there. I still have Tampa in seven. I think Dylan had Tampa in seven, and Nick had Colorado in seven. Yep. That was it. I'm sticking with that. I'm I'm sticking with mine. I still want to be wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm right for once. <laughs> That's it for this one. You guys after the finals. Yeah. And then we'll be off season and draft. We talk more about the Oilers. Oh, yeah. The Leafs. (laughs) Hey. Talk to you guys later.